Hello and welcome to Wonder Pod episode 225. Probably going to be fairly similar to episode 224, except with one quick stop in the world of gaming this week, maybe. Only because it was super major news. Uh, joining me this week, as he always does, it's Glacinator. Hello. And also joining me, as he always does, as my goddamn phone goes off, it's John. What up? That stupid WhatsApp messenger, I love it, because it, it, you can talk to anybody on their phone anytime for free. Uh, but it hasn't gone off in three hours. Neither of the other wingnuts, the extended wingnut crew, <laughs> has said anything until right now when I start the goddamn show. <laughs> and I forgot to put my phone on silent. Um, so games that we've been playing. I tell you what, John, why don't you... Um, now I forgot the one thing I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah, now I remember again. John, why don't you go first since you don't have much? And then Glacinator, and then I got a quick thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm playing basically the same shit I've been playing for the last two months. Well, that's a familiar story for me. I've been last night. Juan and I played a played a couple hours of Rock Band Three. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <clears throat> it's our go-to, um, you know, kind of evening to ourselves, and just going to want to want to fret around and play a game. So Rock Band 3, we played some old classics and got lots of points. And I'm finding myself, though, I don't know if it's my eyesight or whatever, but I'm getting a little, a little more googly-eyed looking at the gems going up and down the screen than I used to. I kind of have to blink and take a break a little bit more often. Maybe it's my age catching up with me. But uh, I'm still, still loving the Rock Band 3. You know, I, I, I'm looking, I hope they're... The rumors are true about a, a, a new Rock Band uh, game coming out for next gen. And I'm, I'm not sure if it'll make me drop what I've got. Um, my extensive library of games, or not games, sorry, songs that I have. Um, it'd be awesome to think that they would let me transfer all those over, but it seems highly unlikely. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but otherwise, the, the bigger news is that Peter and I finished uh, Rayman Legends that I've been talking about for a long time as well. Um, and, and, and admittedly, uh, Rayman is a game that we kind of step away, step away from for a while, come back to, and, and so on. Um, and lately, we've been, it's kind of caught fire again here at the, at the house, especially with uh, the Neighborhood Fiends coming over. It's a popular uh, multiplayer game. They get to punch and kick each other <clears throat> while they're trying to finish the levels. Um, but yeah, Peter and I, we sat down and we got to the... Uh, what, what, uh, let me clarify, though. When I say finish the game, I mean that we got to the point where we saw credits. And so there's, there is another section of the game that is locked up until we get more... Um, what are they called? The, lo- the looms are the, are the little gold things. The little blue ones, or little blue men are called uh, the teenies. Yeah, if you collect 400 teenies, you unlock the, the extra hard... Um, series of levels, which is what we're only about two teenies away from getting that, so that's all right. Let's go play, play a few more levels and, and, and find a few few more. And so, if I haven't mentioned it before, you find the teenies, I think there's ten of them per level, um, ten that are random around, uh, hidden in different places, and two that are that are hidden, like there's a, there'll be a, a hidden door that has a mini level that you have to solve the puzzle inside and to, to, to get the guy and so, you know, as you and as you unlock more, then the game will also unlock uh, 
these things, uh, these these like speed run levels, where you, if you get to the end of a of a level, and it's not necessarily the same one as you just played. Like like you'll have like the way the game is arranged is in a series of paintings. Each room is a is a series of paintings with with a theme, and um, the painting will be the level, but then a smaller painting will pop up next to it. That again, a speed run, and those are a little bit tougher. But you you only get three teenies if you if you if you if you beat it. So it's it's worth it, but it's a little, they're a little more frustrating because it's all running and being as fast as you can and most efficient. Um, Legend. I talked about the ebb and flow of Rayman Origins, and I find Legends has some of that. Um, sometimes, sometimes I find it's more so. Sometimes I find it's less so. Like. There's the when they have the levels that actually have music and you have to you you as a turn like you don't have to jump with the music but as it turns out you kind of have to in order to make it through the levels. Um, there's music that plays a song and it's usually pretty funny some kind of take on a on a on a pop song or a rock song and you know each jump is like a cymbal crash or a if you land on if you hit if you punch an enemy that's a you know it goes along with the beat kind of thing and those ones. Uh, those ones are, are really fun too, and I had a better point than just saying that they were fun. What was my point? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But any, <laughs> they're, they're really fun levels, um, and you only, but you only again for those you only get a couple of teenies. So um, yeah, so Peter and I got to the credits, which was which was great to see. We did that with Origins as well. Oh yeah, the ebb and flow thing I was talking about. Yeah, so some of these later levels seem to have a little less flow. They're more of just trying to survive and. Get around and 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 find the optimal you know movement. It feels a little less like there's a, a little less like there's a point to it. Like Origin seemed like it was so well designed that it was you know this it was like a, you could almost play like a runner in the way that the uh, that the the iOS game is, but it's but you know you don't have to run. Uh, I think I've talked about that a little bit before, so I won't repeat myself too much. Anyway, Rayman Legends, I won't call it done, but uh, I can say that we saw credits. And I got I got a Uplay achievement, which was, I had forgotten that I had linked my, my Wii U to my Uplay account, whatever that means. Like, I don't really don't know what I get for getting those 40 points. I know on, on Xbox, when you when you use your Uplay with Assassin's Creed 2, I got a couple of, like a, like a background or a... Background or a uh, what do you call it? An avatar clothing pff, or something like that. But but uh, I, I don't know what it does on Wii U. I have no idea. Anyway, good game. Uh, if you have a Wii U, you're missing out if you don't if you don't have it. So go get it. It's cheap now too. I think it's only twenty bucks. So do it. And that is it. That's all I've been playing. Yeah, I've been watching some let's plays on that. Um, as much as I like making video game videos, and I'm still laughing at the fact that I. I throw something on with other people, and it gets like you know X number of views, and I do something by myself, and I get shit. <laughs> that actually, you know, quite honestly, that makes me laugh. But I'm bringing it up, my own or our own stuff. I'm bringing it up because I think it's I think it's great that the group gets at least some love. <laughs> you know, yeah. I do my own shit because like my current one, my Counter Strike one. I had four margaritas with family, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go play two rounds of Counter-Strike. Hey, might as well film it. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys watched that video, though, it kind of sucks because some reason, either I forgot to hit save and Glacinator, feel free to commiserate or chime in on this. Either I forgot to hit save or the stupid video pad editor did not save my project. So it went out with two cuts in it or two two or three things in it that I wanted to cut. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, as I put it when I posted on Water, waterpotonline.com, I said that uh, you could make it into a game and figure out what stuff <laughs> I really didn't want in that video. Uh, but I've watched some uh, playthroughs of Rayman. You know, because if the right people are doing a Let's Play, I, at least, will watch just about any video game. Mm -hmm. You know, because the people having fun doing it or ripping on each other for screwing up, you know, uh, obviously I've mentioned it a thousand times and I'm going to quit because I'm sure people get sick of it and it, it does get a bit, I guess, almost ass-kissing-like. Uh, I watch a lot of the Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter guys just because they're fun. They're They're entertaining as hell. Uh, but I watched them play a couple of... I don't know which Rayman game it was. Um, I would suspect probably one of the ones that's been on all the consoles. Um, not the most recent Wii U one. And it just looks fun. As much as I suck at platformers, it looks they look fun. Yeah, they are. A lot of fun. I mean, in, in a party... I gotta remember that for future stuff we do and future stuff I do with other people. That, like, you know... Just because I suck at it, like let's say my two perennial favorites to point out, fighting games and platformers, um, that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, that we couldn't throw them in a mix for a group thing, because that's not the point. You know, being awesome at them is not the point. Having fun with your friends is the point. You kind of understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because what there's, I guess you could say there's some platforming in Awesome Knots, isn't there, Glacinator? Yeah, I mean it's 2D. I mean if you can't move around the map, then you're and I've much screwed. I've had some pretty epic fails in the few matches I have played where I missed jumps. <laughs> <laughs> and the saddest part is, is I would not call the jumping in Awesome Knots really all that challenging, <laughs> even to me. In the new map, there's fire now. Oh, that you could fall into? Uh, in the middle, the very middle of the map. Right. There's these giant turbo jets that every like 45 seconds just shoot out a bunch of fire. Oh. So you're stuck in the middle of that that you die. Isn't that kind of their hallmark, though, of putting something in the middle? Like there's that one map the we played. The worm play. thing, yeah. Yeah, there's the worm thing. And then there's that one map we played a lot where there was that hidey hole. You know, yeah, down, on, down, a, on, yeah, down on the bottom yeah. level. I got killed from that a couple times by bots, and I'm like, there was nothing around, and I'm so dense, it took me a couple minutes to realize what the hell had happened. It's fun to have things like that in maps, though. Oh, totally. Yo, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. It's interesting, though. I'm starting to learn as we do more and more of this video stuff, whether it's a group or by myself, the things you do not catch live <laughs> that videotape actually does or it, i'm being pretty archaic calling it videotape but that, that video if for no other reason does add a, a different perspective on it and a different element to it um i saw a couple things in the last castle crashers and i've seen a couple things in what editing i've done in this castle crasher the, you know the next one coming out um that just it's amazing to me. It's like, whoa, I didn't see that. <laughs> and it's not just me. I'm not I'm not being, you know, so uh narcissistic and self-absorbed that I'm just watching my dude. I fuck up so much it's not even funny. I like it with everybody. I'm noticing things. 
but it's kind of interesting. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying Rayman. So, Glace, you said you had a lot. Please define a lot. I, I thought you were supposed to be in the middle of your senior year and you're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I got wind of this uh, Humble Bundle uh, end of summer sale. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I do have to admit, and I kind of wanted to wait and to, do, to do it on the podcast, I ignored you too. <laughs> I knew that that was a part of a pile of shame that would not be good for me <laughs> because it's not connected to anything else I have. Like if I have an arcade game on Xbox Live that I bought but haven't played, it sits there and goes, Bruce, you dickhead, you haven't played me. Same thing with Steam. But every time I buy Humble Bundles, they just sit on my hard drive in EXE form, and it just never ends well. No, well, and, these you can connect to Steam with these. Yeah, yeah these I know. I noticed. I did notice that Monaco is still got my uh, attention. It's on my radar. That one's probably going to end up in the collection sooner or rather than later. Yeah, so, well, I'll talk about that one. Yeah, so along sorry, with, uh, sorry. Five others. Five other, you. So you have played all five. Uh, yes, uh, I really love this sale a lot. Three I mean, was the most I got through in one Humble Bundle. I think I own about four Humble Bundles, and the one with Machinarium in it, I think I played three of those, but one mm-hmm. was Crayon Physics, I mean, I've got so one that doesn't the, count. Some in the past, I got the one with Dear Esther in it, Yeah, I, I think, uh, but this isn't a Humble Bundle, it's just on their site. Oh, the Humble Store stuff? It's on the store, yeah, it's a... The, st- the store, the entire store is on well, sale. Well, I think what you guys were buying individually, you sure it wasn't a bundle? Because like a lot of the games that you guys were talking about individually in our chat, I mean, I was ignoring the urge, but I was paying attention to what you were saying. I probably should have pointed that out. Uh, were, was in a Humble Bundle on Monday morning in my email. No, I didn't see those. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I, I've now deleted the email. I doubt it's in my trash, but, but yeah, I mean... Uh, quite a number. I think there were some you guys weren't talking about. The other one I need to get is Gunpoint. Because that looked really good when it was on Kickstarter, and I almost backed it on Kickstarter, but I'm just afraid I'm going to suck at it so badly that it's going to be a waste of money. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, sorry, guys. Um, the great thing about this sale is that pretty much everything that they're selling is on Mac. And I've it's like... It makes me so happy. Like I go down the menu and I'm like, "Oh, let's see what Mac compatible games they have." And it's like twenty pages of you know things you can I can play. I'm like, "Oh, thank God, someone someone is making something for me." I was like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Perfect. You know, from oh. rags to riches. <laughs> from from penniless to Daddy Warbucks and nothing yes. flat. In terms of games, not in terms of money, because now. I mean, they were really even that expensive, what I spent. I spent maybe $10 on everything. This is going to screw you up even more, but I did, because I, I never empty my trash in, my, in my, any of my email accounts. This was the Humble Indie Bundle 12. Um, SteamWorld Dig, Hammer Watch, Gunpoint were all the, if you paid a dollar, you got. And then the ones that, are to pay more than average, you had Papers, Please, which I already had, Gone Home, Luftrausers, The Bridge. Uh, Monaco and Race the Sun, and I know a couple, three of those you guys were talking about from the store. That's what kind of made me. Okay, only one of those I have is Monaco. Ah, uh, yeah, Gunpoint's pretty good. The rest of them I didn't. I already have Papers, Please, which is actually kind of fun. Um, the rest of them I didn't think I would spend much time with, so I 
we put it in. I put this email in the trash. Obviously, I didn't throw it away well enough, though, if I could dig it back out four days later. I don't know which one to talk about first. Gosh. Uh... Talk about Monaco first. Monaco talk about, first? I'm, I'm okay. going to be selfish. Talk about Monaco first. That's the one I'm really curious about. So, basically, Monaco is a top-down heist game. And your character sort of controls and moves around, and the gameplay is sort of like uh, I made a game with zombies in it on Xbox Live. Do you remember that game? Did either of you get that? Yeah, I've got it. I, it. It's one of my favorite little crappy for a dollar. Well, I shouldn't call it crappy, but like little, <laughs> not very much to it for a dollar Xbox Live indie games. I, I actually played that not too long back. I was scrolling through my ar- arcade list. Or my, you know, my arcade title list, kind of going down memory lane, <laughs> and I played it for about five minutes. Well, yeah, it controls pretty much exactly like that. I mean, it's top down. One joystick controls movement; the other is with the which way you're pointing to shoot. And like I said, it's a heist game. So, I mean, uh, you start out and you're in a bank, or you're in an art museum, or you're in a jail, or whatever. And whatever the goal is of the level. You have to go through the level, avoiding security guards, whatnot, avoiding security cameras, you know, steal the money, steal the painting, whatever it is, and then get out before you get killed. And there are, I think, seven classes, maybe? There's a lot of classes. Uh, I mean, you have like a locksmith. You have uh, this monkey guy that can steal money. Um, you have the redhead, which is like the girl character who can like seduce you know, all the guards. Um, you have a mole uh he's like this this guy that can dig through walls to get to places faster um there's a whole bunch of people but it's four players co-op if you want to play that way and it's cool because i ended up in a lobby with some people the other day and we were in the same lobby i don't know for maybe an hour and a half and we were trying to do the same level over and over again we were doing it trying to see which way was the fastest way to do it i mean because there's a whole high score system you know uh, based on how fast you beat the level as well as how much money you get while running through the level. So uh, we were doing different strategies where I was a redhead and I would seduce someone and someone else would come up behind me and then chloroform them and while someone was mulling through a wall and picking up, picking locks at the same time. So it's really good game for like collaborative strategy oriented. How do we get through this really fast? But at the same time, the game also has a, a different mode that you can change to. There's Monaco mode, which is a normal game, and then you can change it to zombie mode. And in zombie mode, it's just basically all the enemies are zombies, and you have to survive as long as possible. So basically, just like a game with zombies in it, except you're in a building, and you have different types of weapons and stuff, and there's just infinite waves of people coming at you. So, I mean, it's a really simple game, but at the same time, it's pretty complicated in terms of how what's the best way to go about completing tasks. Um, the game looks pretty good, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's pretty blocky. Sometimes it can get sort of confusing because there's so much stuff happening on the screen, but it's not a huge issue. And also, I love it because everything is French-oriented, and so everyone sounds like a, a snobbish French person, and there's all this great like accordion music in the background. I don't know. It's, it's very amusing to me. So... Uh, I still think you guys should definitely pick it up because it'd be fun to play with everyone. I was going to say, if it's got co-op and, and it's going to be pretty cheap, maybe maybe John and I should pick it up so we could do a Wonder Plays with it. But I think, you know what it's sounding like to me? And it's that's a game I wanted to get, but none of my friends have it, and I wasn't going to purchase it on the hope. 
I could talk others into buying it is Payday 2. Mm-hmm. Payday 2 is supposed to be really fun in a group, and I've seen, again, some Let's Plays from different, a bunch of different folks. And it looks like as long as you're... <laughs> As long as you're not, you know, trying to be uber MLG pro about actually completing anything, the the simple act of playing it is fun, you know, and, and seeing if you can actually accomplish your goals. And if you don't, who cares? Try again. Yeah, that's I, a good com- that's a good comparison. So that that's kind of what interested me in Monaco. I saw one. I don't know if I'd call it a trailer. It might have been somebody playing an, an, an early access build or early build. Um, and that's really what it reminded me of was the Payday series. Mm. Monaco what, was the uh, the game of gold uh, in the first half of this month. Oh, yeah, it was. And I wanted it on PC for Wonder Place because I still don't know when I'm going to get a, a, capture, a capture device, uh, an Elgato for the 360. So I kind of had held on t- to buy it on PC. That and I'm on PC more these days than I am Xbox Live. Um, so cool. Okay, so what's next? Um, then I got uh, Proteus. Uh, mm. Have you heard of that? Either you I've heard of that? seen yeah. that. I've seen it in the humble bundle emails and stuff, but I have not looked up much on it. No, it's the best I can say is it's sort of like Dear Esther, but a different ambient environment. So. I mean, you basically just walk around this uh, sort of 8-bit pixely environment. You know, it's a 3D environment. And you don't actually, there's no real goals or anything. You just walk around and you interact with things and experience the game. Um, I mean, it's a really pretty game. The music's really nice. It's a really good, like, chill-out game. I mean, you start the game, you're in the ocean, you walk out, you're onto land. Everything's really pretty, you know, and this it turns into nighttime and then there's like stars everywhere and shooting stars. And you can, there's these weird bunny creatures that you can follow and they make noise. And, uh, sometimes these really weird white lights show up and they all congregate in a circle. And if you stand in the middle of the circle, then time speeds up and it looks super cool. Cause like the sun and the moon are going really, really fast in the sky. And I've only played for maybe about an hour. So I don't know if there's any like special secret stuff, but I mean, it's pretty much just a walking game, but I mean, it looks really nice and it's pretty peaceful. I wouldn't have paid any more than the two bucks I put down for it, but I mean, it's it's nice to have just to walk around in. And what else? What else? Do I have? Uh, then I got a pixel junk shooter. <laughs> um, yeah, we know that one. I've never touched it, but John's talked about it enough that I know it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Oh, this game is, I really love this game. It's so much fun. The, um, just the way that you can shoot shoot out water from caves and then combine that with fire to get through the level and how you have to, at the same time, you can go really fast, but you can't, you have to make sure you don't blow up your own people you're trying to save so that way you can't just be spamming, you know, your missiles the entire time. Uh, just to explain to people, if you don't know, it's you're basically a little spaceship. You know, it's the same, like, sort of axis controller thing where you're flying around. It's sort of like Geometry Wars. And uh, you just shoot at things and save little astronaut people. Uh, I've only played maybe an hour, about an hour and a half of it, but uh, from what I've what I've played of it, it seems really fun. I just really like the the physics of the water and the lava. It's really fun to screw around with, and all the little hidey holes that you can find uh, the money in to get more points is it's fun to explore in that. So I'll definitely be playing more of that because it's awesome. Uh, 
then I also picked up a game called Receiver. Um, this was a, this was the free game on Monday uh, for the Humble sale. Um, I don't like this game. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not a Daniel game. Uh, basically, you're, you spawn in this world. It's a 3D environment, and you have a gun. And the point of the game is to pick up these six tape recorders and you win the game. And the big deal of this game is that there's super advanced ballistic engines, you know, and there's six different guns you can get, you know, and depending on where you shoot in the enemies, uh, specific ways they fall down, very complicated physics, physics engine. And, but I don't know, there's like, you have to learn like eight different keys to press to reload your gun. I mean, first you got to like put in the round, there's a button, a key press for that. Then you got to spin the chamber then you got to cock it. Then you got to take the safety off and all that. So if if you like guns, you probably like this game. Maybe I just want to shoot stuff. I don't have to sit there trying to figure out how a fake gun works. <laughs> so uh, all the wor- every time you spawn the world, it's randomly generated this sort of uh, construction apartment building looking world, and it's the same world, but things are in different places. And if you get shot at all, you die, and you have to start over from the beginning. I mean, so if you're a masochist and you love guns and you really like a challenge, you'd probably like this game. But I don't really like any of those things. <laughs> so I maybe played for about half an hour and I got frustrated and I quit. Uh, it's really hard to shoot stuff. Um, it's, if I did a Let's Play of it, it'd be really embarrassing because I can't even hit the first enemy that I see because I forget how to shoot the gun, which you think would be pretty self-explanatory, but <laughs> it's not. Um, what else did I get? Did I get? Uh, then I got uh, Antichamber, which John said he, he knew about, right? I think he yeah, did. It was a cool game. Really, I, I liked it a lot. Did yeah, you beat it? Anti- uh, no, I didn't beat it because it got kind of weird. Antichamber. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't beat it because it got kind of weird. That statement so it got needs- weird from the first five minutes and you stopped playing. Again? <laughs> 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 that statement needs explanation. How? I, I mean, I can understand quitting a game because it's too hard or well, too scary, well, given like amnesia or or but was, weird. Was more weird. Like I I couldn't. It was it was the. I can't remember the, the uh, what was going on, but at the top of my head, but it was at a point where I. Just couldn't understand what they were getting at, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't progress any further. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, uh, I have played about four hours of it. Um, I just got the yellow gun. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's one more gun, maybe. I think I so. And then you get out. But I've only had to look up what to do one time, and that's because I was super lazy. Uh, involved counting and numbers, and I wasn't in math class, so I said, fuck that, and I decided to look at a guide because I don't want to count. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. It has a sort of portal vibe without all of the Gladys stuff. Which, all the commentary, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, it sort of reminds me of, like, in the future, if we put humans in mazes, like, this is what a maze would look like for, like, a person in 200 years when we do experiments on clones like <laughs> that's uh, that's what it feels like um i haven't found a lot of secret stuff i accidentally stumbled in on a room uh and i was like oh wow okay so now i'm gonna go back through and look through that stuff um 
I've been playing like maybe 30 minutes a day, so I don't get too involved into it because it, it does get complicated and it does help to walk away from the game and then come back to it because you're like, oh, why was I doing it this way? Because this way is stupid. I, it was a really obvious answer and I was trying to do this. But uh, it's really hard to explain though. I mean, mm-hmm. without spoiling anything. Try doing it on the podcast. Then Yeah, then don't. Yeah. Just, the puzzles are very uh, roundabout way. I mean, I'll give an example of the first one because it's easy. But like, you, you're walking down a hallway and you can either go up a staircase or down a staircase. And you're like, okay, I'll go up the staircase. And you go, you go up the staircase and then there's another set of staircases. You can go, either go up or down. And you can do this forever. And like, uh, there's like a little quote on the wall next to you. It's like, sometimes the answer is easier than it seems. You're like something like that. You're like, what the F does that mean? And so you just keep going up and down these staircases. And you're like, okay. And you turn around, and as soon as you turn around, it's a different area. And so the whole game is basically just making you look at things a different way. And as soon as you see it in a different light, you realize what the solution is. And there's a lot of block-based puzzles because your gun shoots blocks. Uh, I'll say that. And it gets complicated, but at the same time, it's very simple in how complicated it is. But... I really like it. It's great. Yes. And one more game. Last game. I've also been playing Goddess. Um, and Goddess, I think, was originally on the iPad or I think it was, yeah, a, tab- it was it, a tablet game. It was mobile, period. Whatever. Yeah, one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Humble Bundle, this is the first, I think, edition of it on computers. And and it does. It has a very, very large Farmville, I don't know, weight build sort of aspect to it, which makes sense on mobile. They they tried to get rid of most of that on console. I mean, on console on PC, but it's still sort of there. Uh, basically, the premise of the game is it's sort of a civilization building game. You, you play as a god, and you start out with two. Uh, little people and then you get them to build a house and then from there you build more houses and then you build the bigger and bigger civilization um, but what changed what's what's interesting about it is that you can dynamically interact with the environment so the la- the world is built in layers of earth and with your mouse you can click and drag and you can make you can shape the world so like if you, there's a mountain on the way you can like shape the mountain so that there you can put more houses down where you could extend beaches out so there's more room for you to build. Um, as the game goes on, on you get more and more powers. Like you can get meteor powers to destroy enemy tribes. Uh, you can build certain things. Uh, I've gotten to the point right now. I played maybe about I put put a lot of time into it. Maybe about eight hours. Um, it's really starting to slow down. Uh, I can see definitely see the Farmville side of it now. Because, I mean, you get wait times for things to build. I mean, it gets easier as, as it goes on, but as the game progresses, the things you build are more complicated that you need to build more complicated things. Um, there's little mini-games that you can do to make the time go by faster. Uh, it basically involves getting your settlers from one end of the map to the other by shaping the world in these layers to make them be able to progress because they can only walk up one layer at a time. Um, it's an interesting idea. I just wish it wasn't so mobile-oriented still. 
I mean, because it, it still takes a long time to do anything, and it's not necessary because I already put down the four dollars for it. I shouldn't have to, you know, wait for stuff to happen. But it's an interesting idea, though. And that's what I've been playing, which is a lot. That's actually probably more based on populace than anything else. Populace. I, I saw something about that and decided, because it was in the mobile space, that I wasn't going to mess with it because I knew there'd be the wait pattern or wait time. Yeah. Uh, Populous was a game way back in the day where you basically took on, you were a god, um, and you basically had to fight these other dudes, and you cleared land. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yep. Yeah, this is pretty good. It's If you could find it in emulation or or, or legal means, in, my, I, in fact, I think it's on GOG, and I bet it'd be for Mac. It's a much more simplistic version of what you're talking about. And after you play it for a while, it's fun to just go into quote-unquote god mode, like, you know, basically cheat mode, and mm-hmm. just see how mess, big a mess you can make. Um, there were several uh, yeah, iterations. You can't really do that in this one, because sculpting the world costs belief, you know, and you only have so much belief, and your followers generate belief when they're in houses. But if there are non-houses and building stuff, and they don't generate belief, so you have to be really conservative with everything. Well, yeah, that's that's the way populist works too. That's why the after you played it for a while until you bored of it, the cheat codes, because essentially, I think it goes on population actually, not belief. You know, and I mean, it, it it's got like if you look at the picture on the wiki, you'll see a little dude with a shield. Um, I played the Amiga version, and I don't know—I don't know if you, how much of the wiki you've been reading, but that's by somebody that I—it's actually a game by somebody I've made a lot of fun of, but but still have some respect for. Uh, you might know him from the Fable series, Peter Molyneux. <laughs> um, he he did that with Bullfrog Games, um, which was a major and great developer back in the day. But I, I, what the, how the hell is that game spelled? It's not goddess as in, like, you know, female god. Uh, god and us. Yeah, god, us, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to look it up because I almost want to say that Malin, you might have had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, it's basically supposed to be a spiritual successor. Yep. Goddess is designed by Peter 22 Molyneux. cans, yeah. See, mm-hmm. and I think then... Spiritual successor to Populous. Yep. yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it they used Kickstarter and got in trouble because Molyneux, you know, supposedly had billions of dollars, and yet he's using Kickstarter to fund Goddess. Um, I, I kind of wish they would let the reins loose from the mobile versions on, um, yeah, on on, on the more. PC and Mac versions. That's kind of. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, buy jewels to speed things up, and then the mobile versions, I assume this is real money you're paying. You don't have to pay real money in the console version for jewels, but it still costs belief to buy the jewels to buy stuff. Right, exactly. So, But the fact that I still have to consider buying jewels pisses me off, because it's like, I, why am I waiting for something I already paid for? Like, you're not getting any more money out of me. Why? I don't know. I, I, I understand that to a point. But I think the fact that it uses a bait mechanic to make you spend real money 
you know, in mobile games kind of loses it. What it does is it kind of overshadows the fact that a lot of games like this were like that anyway. You know, like like some RTS and strategy games, you had to save up so many points in this to, to buy this next level attack and, and so on and so forth. So it's not necessarily like it's a mechanic that's been... It hadn't been out there prior to the, the mobile craze. But I can also at the same time, too... It's, it's, it's funny because it's one of those issues where I'm split right down the middle as far as... I'm not really sure how I feel... I understand the mechanic because I played it in games years ago, so it doesn't bother me personally. But at the same time, I understand why it would bother somebody like you, who sees it as they're leaving something in from the you know clickbait or or, or yeah. baiting mobile version. I don't necessarily think it's that sinister personally, but I totally get where you're coming from, and maybe it is. I mean, because because populist kind of had a thing the original populace kind of had a thing where you had to wait until your population built up to be able to do more stuff. So that mechanic was kind of in populace too. But yeah, I'd forgotten about that game. And I, my thing was, is I always kind of liked populace better. So I just bought it on GOG. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I do like the art style of this goddess game. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sort of cell shaded, but not, Everything looks really simple looking. It looks really good. For all his flaws and all the times I've picked on him, and this is kind of a good segue considering what we're going into next, I have a lot of respect for for the for Molyneux, the creator. I, I, I've never played a game of his where I was not at least impressed with the art and generally the story in the Fable games. You know, now granted, he didn't work on every bit of that in every game of his I've ever played. But but the man as a creator, take out all the BS, you know, from the 22 Cans era, from the Lion's Head era, you know, because Notch isn't the first one, <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> for what we're talking about next, you know, to sell a, a loved studio to, to Microsoft. Um, it happened with, with, with Lion's Head and Peter Molyneux. And, and, but... Uh, Again, he's a creator. <laughs> I if I've noticed anything about creators who are who are just uber talented, they're not very good at much else. <laughs> they're not good at PR. They're not good at uh, you know the business. But I'm glad you I'm glad you liked it, even if it's got some trip, tripping up points. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you should go check to see if Go, if if uh, Populous or or one of the newer Populouses, one of them didn't have the same mechanic and it was kind of crap. That might have been Populous two, and then Populous the beginning kind of went back to it. But the thing about the Populous for its time when it came out on the Amiga, you know how at some point in our computing career we've played Free Cell or some kind of card game to pass the time. I'm sure all three of us are are old enough to have done that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cards? What's that? Yeah. I, I, actually, I was threatening to stream Minesweeper the other day on on uh, Twitch TV because I've been talking. That would be hilarious. I, I, you know what? I may it's not hilarious. do it. No, because I've been talked into making a Twitch account and or uh, actually getting a channel going, and I was streaming some. Gosh, that's like an Onion article waiting to happen. 
Do you think I should do it? Let's just yes, totally do it. Yes. Do you think honestly, I should just like... Winter like, Pond streams Minesweeper. You can do Solitaire. You can do like that terrible like Windows 2005 like pinball game. This, <laughs> oh, God. I tried so hard playing that game. I remember that because I love pinball games. I I I've sp- I don't know if I've got any XBLA, but I've got a few rolling around on my computer. I mean, and I want people s- will watch a fish input commands for Pokemon. They will watch you play Minesweeper. That's what's so fascinating to me about it. Like at first, when when uh, this was Agent K and Quiglin who talked me into doing it, and I was kind of making fun of him at first, but I don't want to get into into the entire conversation of of, of why I finally got because I had been thinking about it independently, except I was going to use Hitbox TV because it's it's it seems a little more user friendly these days than Twitch. But uh, in the end, Twitch was actually easier to set up for using open source software rather than getting ripped off by XSplit. Uh, company that makes the software, and so I, I I farted around with it earlier this week, but I've been pretty busy, so I haven't had time to go back to it. But yeah, I th- I thought either that <laughs> Minesweepers won, <laughs> but uh, uh, then twi- and then uh, just doing like a, a marathon of worm, where all people see is is me pushing a button to mine for like six hours on end. If you do Minesweeper, you need to have really in-depth commentary. Oh. Like, take 20 minutes before you do a move. Just analyze everything. Not only that, but do it in, like, that whisper golf announcer voice. You can have donations on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No, but Populous kind of was, like, the first, to me anyway, my gaming history, was, like, the first time waster that had more to it. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what you set the difficulty level at, depending on how you went about it, uh, it had far more action on the screen than, say, Free Cell, uh, which I'm not even sure was on the Amiga, but but there were card games and, or the Commodore 64 um, or even our original Pentium 1 um, PC. And, but it just had action, but you could do it really quickly or do a lot of games very quickly, depending on how bad you sucked at it. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. So it's a game that you boot up, and you maybe do stuff for maybe twenty minutes, and then you just leave. Yeah, but and then you, you f- come back again later, and then finish up because your time is, has gone through. Right, but so. it, it, but you get almost. A, I don't know if I want to say the exact same, but you get pretty close to the same satisfaction you do beating a hard level in a much more developed game, in a triple A game, or or completing a level in you know. Halo on Legendary. I mean, it's 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 a very similar satisfaction to me, except you're putting far less into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyways, let's let's just get down to it. I know Glacinator was a little bit less than enthusiastic about this, and be quite honest, I kind of am too, but there's a few things I want to cover. Um, Mojang finally sold to, Minecraft, or to Microsoft for $2.5 billion. Um, was not, as I said here a couple weeks ago when we were... When we briefly went over it, I'm not shocked at all. Neither am I shocked that Microsoft said it'll continue to come out for all platforms because they're not morons. <laughs> they don't hate money. Um, they'll spend it, but they do like it. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I'm pretty sure their investors aren't very happy with them. You know, the company that was the people that want them to sell off the phone division and the Xbox division, they spent $2.5 billion on an indie development studio. Um, 
I what, saw I, I saw an interesting question about it though. That, and sorry to sorry to take away from your question here, but uh, oh, there was no question. I was just kind of going over the oh. brief interlude for those five people that had their head under a rock all week. Yeah, I, I saw um, the fellow, it was a guy from Joystick, Richard Mitchell. He he questioned whether or not that um, Minecraft would put the gaming division of Microsoft in the black uh, just on its own. Probably not. I would say probably not, but I'd say it's probably going to get it a lot closer than it would have otherwise. Yeah. Um, what were you, Actually, let's just go ahead and do Glaze first. Uh, what were your thoughts on this, Glaze? I mean, you, you kind of said, I forget exactly what you said in our Facebook chat, but you were pretty, I think you pretty much just had it. It seemed like. I mean, I didn't think it was actually going to go through. But, I mean, I am not surprised in the least that Notch did what he did. I mean, I can't blame him at all. So, uh, We're going to get into that because I, I, I have less of an issue with the sale and even less of an issue of the idiotic overreaction than I do with uh, the way Notch handled things. But it's this is a son of a bitch. Can I just say that first? I have such mixed feelings about Marcus Pearson, the, the man that is Notch. Uh, it's He is such an interesting dude, but at the same time has made some missteps that I just cannot overlook. Um, and, and, and I find some of them distasteful. And then the thing going on around him with this sale that he's not actively propagating, but other idiots, including Cliffy B., uh, who decided to chime in, and I've since lost the article, and probably doesn't matter anyway to what I'm going to say. Um, but uh, let me ask you this, Glaze, specifically, because we've talked about Minecraft a lot on the show, and I know sometimes it's hard for some people to believe that that Minecraft is still this phenomenon. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> you're, 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 wrecking, you're, you're wrecking the subtlety of the fucking joke. If you, doesn't need any fucking subtlety. No, you're right, it doesn't. But anyways, um, point being is that that it's it's pretty much Halo-like. That's a good comparison to it. Yep. Um, it, you had to have seen this coming, didn't you? You're a rational, smart dude. Notch has always been very wishy-washy about the spotlight and about he called it a symbol, but about being a figurehead in the world of gaming, a la, uh, you know, John Romero and, and um, <laughs> oh, shit, John Carmack and Will Wright and, you know, pick your favorite, even that dick Cliffy. Uh, so I was not surprised at all that this is how this ended to me, you know, but given how Notch is. And, and the kind of person he seems to be. Is that is that pretty? So what it, what's the, what's your question though? I I really didn't have one in there. I just had a statement. Oh. I, I realized that. <laughs> but 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 was it? Were you kind of expecting this in any way, shape, or form? I guess that's the question I had. Yes, I think eventually. I mean, I mean, he had already stepped down from. I mean, developing it at all. You know, what was that two years ago now, or a year and a half ago? It's been more than that almost. It yeah, wasn't so, long after it launched that Jens came in and, and, and he, he took over. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious from as soon as it got sort of big that, I mean, that he didn't want to have to deal with, you know, the internet masses, which is a perfectly valid way to feel. And oh, yeah. That, see, that makes sense to me completely. See, that's where 
my criticism of him, I have to be, I want to walk a very fine line or attempt to for me. Because on one hand, I share a lot of his feelings. On the other, he could have went about it in a much better way. <laughs> a much more crafted way. Um, John, what what are your thoughts? Let's let's just kick you with the overreaction. Were, were, were you just dumbfounded as I was of people's just absolute shit for brains freak out about this sale? <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. I mean, I, I, I was a bit... I, I shook my head at it, but then again, I'm not, I wasn't that surprised. People always take such ownership of the things they like and so were and and so protective of 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 their of their interests, you know, whether that's a game, whether that's a a book series, it doesn't matter, right? As soon as something changes, something's different, and it's a big freak out, no matter no, no matter what it is, right? So I'm not surprised, no, but yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of you know pissing and moaning over. Something that's probably not going to change that much, is it really? That's the next question, Glace. Is somebody? At, yeah, you see, you seem to think it's going to change, and 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 I'm. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like oh, this is the the end. You know, the Ender Dragon's going to show up and kill everyone now because nice tie, nice. It's all over. Nice tie in. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a prophet of doom. No, I know that, but you do see changes coming that either I'm not going to really get or, or or don't see myself, and I'd like to hear what you think those are. I mean, my main concern is why the acquisition. I mean, if the reason why they bought Minecraft was just solely for the brand of itself, that's fine. It makes total sense to me. But it's Microsoft. You know that's not their only reason. I mean... Minecraft hasn't made any more money off of me besides the initial purchase and potentially a Minecraft t-shirt at some point. And I'm not even sure that I even got back to my Minecraft developers themselves. So you have to wonder what else is Microsoft going to do to increase revenue from the game. Since the game itself already is not generating any more internal revenue. Yeah. Right See that I've seen this argument play out in a lot of places, and then I've seen the even stupider one by people we know, Glaze, that are smarter than that. That oh, they're coming for the free servers. They're coming for this. No, they're not. I'm go- I'm going to kill that. I'm going to squash that rumor right here, right now, or that wine. It's Java. Save it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no way in hell with that based in Java, and it's one of the downsides to what you and I were talking about. That they can kill every last free server. I have so many .jar files that I could go back to and be perfectly happy and content, mm-hmm. both server and and single player. And on and on top of that, everything Microsoft may attempt to do to monetize it is going to get walked back, like it was on this very platform we're doing this show on. You know they. They attempted to consolidate the PC and Mac version with the mobile version of Skype. And it was going to fuck podcasters like us and other people. And believe me, there's a lot of people and a lot of podcasts that are, you know, that, that actually probably make revenue and all that fun stuff that comes with being internet famous that we're going to get hammered by it. 
and and they got walked back by the people, you know, and they got walked back by the fact that they, they realized they were going to lose their shorts, you know. And in that case, it wasn't even really all that sinister. They just wanted to consolidate it all under one roof, coding-wise, and it kind of made sense if they weren't going to screw everybody and their grandmother with, a, you know, with an API change. I think it's going to be that very same thing with Minecraft because here's the one thing I noticed people are missing. There's a lot of Peters out there. Kids who are, are the age of two to safe six. Who eventually are going to get to be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And who are going to want to play Minecraft. <laughs> they probably have a pretty, I won't call it, it's probably finite, but I won't call it very finite. Uh, up-and-coming population base for Minecraft. And I think Microsoft would be stupid to kill that with changing it too radically. And the other thing I saw this week that was that, oh, they'll just make Minecraft 2 and, and stop updating the original. Again, it's on Java. The community will take over, as they have already done with mods to the nth degree. You know, as much as I hate Java for a variety of reasons, uh, if they kill it off and make some kind of Minecraft 2 on a different engine, more proprietary, this, that, and the other thing, the community will continue to play Minecraft 1. You know, I mean, they will figure out a way to, to make it work, and I seriously doubt Microsoft will give them shit. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be monetization attempts that probably are going to lead to legitimate outrage, unlike the overreaction freakout that's happening right now. Uh, but I, I, I want to actually see some first before I get upset about it. And to me, that just it, it's not a good indication for our society overall when the reaction to news, because it's a big company, is immediate flail-out. No thought, no, you know, no internal debate, just guttural, visceral reactions that only make the problem worse, in my mind. Uh, Glace, do you think we'll see a sequel? Do you think there will be an attempt at Minecraft? Yes, I think there will be a, a 2.0. I do. Or Minecraft 2, whatever they call it. Minecraft's plural. John, do you think there will be a sequel? Oh, yes. I think so. I mean, there's definitely serious franchise potential here. If that makes sense. And who's to say that's not going to be a good thing? I mean, that definitely might be a good thing. Because just that, I mean, Microsoft does not have the best track record with. No, no, they don't. Saving I'm, I'm... things that they buy because. Well, no, we're Mr. not. We're, we're Banjo Kazooie. We're not. We're not bringing up the rare argument. I am so fucking sick to death of that whining. Yeah, they killed I'm... rare. <laughs> so what? There's a lot. So I'm... they killed rare. I oh I know I know how bad I'm stepping on your toes and Pat's toes and God knows who else's toes. <laughs> I am past the point of caring for four years on the show. It's always been how they ruined rare. We got it. <laughs> and you're right. They ruined Rare. That's an example where Minecraft could go bad. Pat, 
or Pat. I almost it's just Pat. a possibility. I'm not saying that right. means causation. Right. I'm just saying it's maybe a good idea to be cautious. I was just about to agree with you, but here's the thing for those of you that that I, I'm just giving flicking you shit, Glaze, <laughs> for my own amusement. I understand that you that you see it that that's just a, an example of how it could go wrong. I'm going to give you an example of how. Uh, a big company buying one of these indie love devs or or a much beloved company didn't go so badly. Yeah, all the original uh, members, staff mostly fleed, but PopCap Games being bought by EA, who culturally is considered far worse than Microsoft, if my sewer barometer is working correctly this week. You know, when they bought PopCap, it's over. I'm never playing Peggle again. Go fuck yourself. Not insert your own stupid overreaction here. Well, let's see. Peggle 2 is pretty a good game. Uh, I do believe we were just discussing how much fun Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare looked. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. so there are examples in the wild of where it could be done right. I think that's, I think that's as much as it was fun picking on you about Rare Clays, I think that's really my only only uh, concern is to get out there that there are good examples when a big evil corporation such as EA buys up a little guy that it does work. And there's also examples like Rare um, (laughs) where it doesn't work so well. So as any final thoughts there, Glaze? I mean, am am I right in that PopCamp example? Would you agree to that? Yeah, I mean, anytime a big company by a smaller developer or company, there's going to be big changes. And people are wary of change. Change could be good, change could be bad. I mean, but, I mean, no one can really say anything until the first change occurs. So right now everyone's just like, they don't know what to think. So you're going to have the crazy people saying, Minecraft is dead. It's gone from this existence. And then you're going to have the people saying, oh, this is amazing. Everything will be perfect now. And it's not going to be either of those things. Everything is always in the middle. It's always a gray area. So until we get that first change, then we can base our opinions off of what it looks like it's going to progress to. Yeah, it's too bad the internet doesn't work the way you do. They've already already classified it as a massive fail. I saw one idiot RIP Minecraft, and I immediately unfollowed him and blocked him. It's just like I ain't got I ain't got the time to be scrolling through that kind of stupid. <laughs> I'm getting far less patient with people on social media. I think the block count was about six this week. <laughs> Cause it's just like I ain't got the fucking patience for this shit. You know what I'm worried about? What I'm really worried about? What's that? They're gonna make you play modded versions? No. Oh okay. It's that uh if you recall, I don't know if you're aware of this. But Microsoft has an exclusive deal with Megablocks. I don't know if you know of Megablocks, but they suck. And Master Chief Megablocks are the worst. Minecraft has been doing Legos, and those look awesome. And I do not want Minecraft Megablocks because that just sounds terrible. I think that's going to be a case of like the console thing, you know, that everybody was freaking out about when this was rumored. That contract's going to have to run to its end before that horrible potential possibility comes to, into play. Might have to go out and get 
a set before you go away. Yeah, because I totally agree with you about Mega Blocks. I'm far, 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 far too old to be playing with Blocks, but yeah, Mega Blocks blow. Yeah, Legos <laughs> are better. Legos. But Lego... That should be the title this week. Mega Blocks blue. You got it. Saves me from having to think of something while I'm editing the show, so that's the fucking banner this week. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you know what? Lego is is run by Danes, who are former Vikings, and they're also extre- it's all they're also an extremely smart company. Mm-hmm. I could see them sweet talking Microsoft into leaving well enough alone to just count the fucking cash. You know, much like much like they're doing with the console version, because I got an idea. Four J Studios would have told them, "Hey, you can lick our ass until the contract comes up. We're gonna make it for the, we're gonna make it for the Vic Twenty, we're gonna make it for the Commodore sixty four, we're gonna port it to the Amiga, we're gonna port it to the Apple II. We'll see you when the contract's up, bitches, or you drop three billion dollars on our heads, and then we go, okay." Because that's, I mean, I think to me that's the most overriding thing about this, is this is a business. As much as people love to claim they don't want to do anything but play games and whine whine at us in the early days, as much as people love to talk about the creatives and, and love to talk about creation, this is a business. And Notch would have been completely, justifiably, inserted into a mental hospital for saying no to this. And and to give you a prime example, and one that caught me off guard when I was editing our show, was something Glacinator said while we were making our, uh, doing our first episode of Make a Game again. Was that Glacinator said if we got the assets right and got everything right, who knows? It could end up on the iTunes or Android store. It's a prime example of of us people who do this mostly for fun. Understand even Glacinator, <laughs> youngest of us, probably the smartest as well. Oh no, I'm I'm in it for the fun, but I mean, if there's a little money on the side, no. That's kind of the point. That's my point. It's 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 a business, um, which which kind of is where I get very, very torn yet very upset with Notch. He said something, his last line here, and I'm going to go through some other stuff that he said, is, it's not about the money, it's about my sanity. That's bullshit. John all the time is, is chastising me or kind of chortling at me when I when I talk about a billion dollars like it's nothing. I think <laughs> I did it a couple times with Oculus Rift. Because it, 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 to a certain extent with me, it is nothing. I have no concept of what that is. I heard somewhere the other day, either a radio show or some YouTube video I was talking, watching that if you tried to count to a million, it'd take you a couple weeks. If you tried to count to a billion, it would take you a number of years. <laughs> and so it's easier for Notch to be able to say, and you can't tell me this doesn't affect him like it does anybody else. It's not about the money. It's my sanity. Um, it's... It, as soon as this deal is finalized, I'm reading from his his note on his blog. I will leave Mojang and go back to doing Lodum Dares and small web experiments. If I ever accidentally make something that seems to gain traction, I'll probably abandon it immediately. Again, easy to say when you've got at least a billion dollars in your pocket. 
You know, nobody knows the split between him and the other founders and how much they made before that. But I guarantee you, he does not have to work for the rest of his life. And I'm sorry, but that's insulting to a certain extent because it's so much easier to say that when you have a billion dollars to fall back on than it is when you're struggling like they were before Minecraft hit. You know? <laughs> and it, it just it's it just gets on my nerves. Because truthfully, honestly, the way I look at it is if I was making, say, like six hundred bucks more a month, myself personally, I would then probably take that cash and buy U2 and Pat if he was interested, Gunsage if he was interested, games to review. So we get more content on the site. Kick you a few bucks to do better graphics or glaze or something like that. Or John, you games so you could review for the Wii U or whatever. I, I just am not financially able to do that. So we do the site as it's currently done. You know, and I'm fine with the current setting. And, uh, you know, the current situation of the site and what we do. And I'm also on also understand that money cannot buy you happiness, but it sure as fuck can make things easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I the only one that got on his nerve or got on the, their nerves or, or what were your thoughts about his last line, John? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean. He kind of can, he kind of can say whatever the frick he wants. Like if he if he feels like he's got a burden off his shoulders and he's, you know, he's feeling better about himself because he can, you know, breathe a little easier. Eh, he got two and a half million bucks, like a billion bucks. Like I said, it buys a lot of coconut drinks on the beach. So you can, you can. Who gives a shit what you say? Were you bothered at all by it, Glaze? No, I mean, he said he needed to preserve his sanity. I mean, he easily could have just said, so long, I don't have to give a shit about any of you anymore, bye. I mean, so... Thanks for all the fish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and seeing interviews with him and everything, he doesn't seem like the most, you know, outgoing, hoorah guy. I mean, I just don't get that from him, you know. I watched the mine, the first mine con, and he went out there, and he's like, I, he's like, I don't understand, <laughs> basically. He's like, this is weird. He didn't say that exactly, but I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and for, for everything I just rambled on about there, I, I'm not upset with him for saying that line. I just, of all times for him to do something, you know, like I don't remember even getting that upset with him about the whole Windows is Windows 8.1 is going to kill open computing, this, that, and the other thing, you know. I was far more angry at uh my normal target at Valve was a uh, whale boy. Uh, I can't think of his name. Gabe Newell. Um, you know, because, because not, yeah, Notch has always struck me as the true absent-minded professor creative. The problem is, is again, and this goes back to what, you know, John's chortling at times, we're talking $2.5 billion. You might have wanted to think just for a second... <laughs> about crafting your goodbye note slightly better you know because you you want to see me have ultimate respect for him if he truly is this person he's always portrayed then walk away without selling it <laughs> leave it to the rest of your team at mojang to do whatever they want with but guess what ain't no sane man on the planet gonna do that <laughs> you know 
<laughs> not outgoing, <laughs> you know, introverted and and kooky or not. Ain't nobody going to do that. <laughs> you know. I just think you yeah. have to be mindful of the fact that you just made a, a lifetime's worth of money and then some when you're w- dropping the mic. I mean, as quitting as quit as guys going quitting goes, he's done the best. Given, yeah. the, given the other examples we've had to deal with, um, <laughs> you know, that is the other thing I want to get into. There's one. Other, there's one final thing I just want to r- ramble on about, but but. Glacinator, as somebody as somebody who's a, a, a creative person and is going to work a creative endeavor, mm-hmm. does anything about this tell you what you may need to, what other people you may need to bring on board if you ever decide to go work on your own? Because the biggest thing I notice about these people is, and he says it right here, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm not a CEO. You're also not a PR person. And that's the biggest fall down, falling, failing or fall down of, of these indie guys I see is while, yeah, you can not be those, you better hire some. Oh, oh hell no. I can never run a business by myself. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but you're smart enough to recognize I would, that. But I would spend all my money on chicken nuggets. <laughs> It'd be a fucking disaster. Chicken and waffles. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're smart enough to recognize that and so my suspicion would be you'd go out and buy those people or not buy those people hire those people or yes, maybe buy slaves. Them. maybe buy them maybe. i would just sit in a chair and whip them as i painted a picture on wow the that went to a lot darker place than i ever intended it to by fucking up my english um but probably factually correct you know it's it's kind of bad form for you to say that you're from the south at least i'm from california if i said it i might get less flack oh now you see down here what <laughs> oh! you have a way of a uh, handling things the thing is, is it just be a bunch of other. The thing is, is it be just. Sorry, a bunch just I'm uh, sipping some iced tea here. The, probably sweet tea too. That god awful substance. Um, they. The thing is, is it be a bunch of white nerdy dudes. <laughs> Nobody'd care. Um, but but you are smart enough to understand. That you'd have to hire people that that are good at that that you could trust, right? Hmm. Yeah, I have I have tons of friends in different fields, which is good about being friendly. Yeah, <laughs> that you make friends that do things that you don't like to do. If, so maybe if, one day they will help you do those things. If anything comes out of this, John, if anything comes out of this f- whole Phil Fish, Notch, Jonathan Blow to a certain extent, indie experiment, isn't it that? Maybe these people should look into hiring teams to help them once they reach a certain point in popularity and game sales. Because yeah. all of them seem to be missing the boat on this, and it's it's nailing them badly. Yeah, I think I think some planning in that regard would, would definitely be a good idea. This, you know, some forethought into well, what if I do get? Uh, I mean. The, Granted, hiring that right off the top of the, right off the bat would probably be be expensive and all that kind of jazz. But you know, have that plan, have that in your mind that you're going to have a person who could speak for, speak for you, but at least you know, not come off like an asshat. I I have a well, I need a PR person to do this show, given my mouth. But I have a degree in business management, 
And if I was running a company that was looking like it was going to trend towards successful, the first two damn things I'd go hire is a, a an accountant I could trust and an attorney I could trust. <laughs> You're not going to go wrong in that department. No. You know what I'm saying? And and I hope, honest hope, as much as uh, Phil Fish is a bad example because, again, he's kind of created, he created his own problems to a large extent. Uh is that, you know, young guys like Glaze, and Glaze is, I'm only using you as an example because you're young, coming up into the creative field, get this point, you know, or, or, or learn this lesson. They, it's almost, to me, like with the indie crowd, like they have to do with some young sports stars on, on sports teams. You know, get them a financial advisor, teach them, <laughs> teach them shit that they would not know otherwise. Because they may not be from backgrounds where it's even a relevant thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole stuff that we're talking about right now is why I find the movie The Social Network so fascinating. and Why it's one of my favorite movies, whether you like it or not. Just the whole point of the movie, it being about the creation of Facebook, is that these people that are making all these social platforms, social games, whatever, are the most antisocial people ever. Yeah, that that that. And it's just amazing to me. It, I mean, it's across the board. I mean, we're seeing this over and over again. I mean, all these people that are making all these tools that interconnect people and give people a good time, you know, have fun with others. They don't want to do that. No, they no. They want to be by themselves in a little cave, you know. One thing. So. Uh, one thing I would say slightly different, Glaze, is they want to do it, but they want to do it in a way that protects them. Think about all of these things, because you're absolutely right. Some of the most anti-social bastards in the world create some of the greatest social media tools and games, community games. Um, Think about this. They are giving themselves a platform where they control their interaction with people and never have to leave the comfort of their own home. Minecraft in community format is like that. Facebook's like that. Google Plus is like that. Google's Google's a bad example because Google just did it because, hey, we need something else to do. Um, We got more money than fucking God, so let's do something else. And that's the thing. Introverts thrive, whether they're using their powers for good or evil, really well on the Internet because they they, they don't have to deal with... With actual interpersonal communications, there's this wall, you know, i.e. the monitor, <laughs> to protect them. I, I I find it fascinating because I started playing Worm again a little bit, and all these people messaging me, like, just stunned that I went off to play other games. That is like their whole social network is is friends they've made in that game. And that's why they love it so much on top of the, they like that style of game. So I, I totally agree with you that it is some of the most antisocial and non-socialized people that make these amazing products. Um, in Phil Fish's case, also not housebroken. Uh, but, but at the same time, too, they're making products that allow them to interact in a way that I'm pretty damn sure is comfortable for them. You kind of agree with that? Does that make sen- sense? Well, but, it, it would make sense that you would make something that you would like. Right, in a general sense, but it has the, to me, it has the added bonus of you get to socialize, but you get to socialize on your terms. Yeah. Glaze? 
I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just think it's it's just so weird to me. I mean, it's such a phenomenon. I just what the the, the most antisocial among us are making some of the most social yeah. products. It in a twisted way, it makes sense for two reasons. One, it, the one I just was babbling about, and two, they have that driving focus to just sit at home and work on stuff like that. That entertains them the way us going to a concert or us going to a restaurant or us going to a bar or us going to a, a movie does, you know. So so they have the time to sit there and get it right. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of YouTubers are that way. Their only social interaction are through their YouTube videos in a lot of cases. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's the thing. When I make videos or, or, or we make videos as a group, we do them in like 30-minute, 45-minute shots. And then it's almost like Fred Flintstone at the end. Uh, like the other night, John's like, oh, I think that's a good stopping point. Okay. You know, we all punch out. I, I save the video. <laughs> I go eat dinner and I go do something else. You know? it, it, it and, and I'm not saying the product suffers because of it, but but... We probably don't put the effort into it that somebody that that's their only thing does. Yeah. Yeah, that is a wild phenomenon, Glace. And, and I try not to think about it because it is kind of crazy. Yet it may, it, for some reason mm-hmm. to me, it makes sense too in a kind of a twisted way. My other last final thing with the Minecraft stuff is you now see people using March. Mach, notch as a martyr. <laughs> oh yeah, macho man. And they're, you know, like I think Cliffy B's tweet was another creator shoved out of the industry. They're using him as a martyr for like the attacks Phil Fish came under. Although I still hold Fish as a separate example because he he brought his own shitstorm upon him by running his mouth. Uh, you know, this one woman, uh, it goes by the name Jenna Tar, I think, or something that a writer that got basically shoved out the door because she was supporting Zoe Quinn and, and Anita Sarkeesian, Anita Sarkeesian and Zoe Quinn, who have legitimately just been abused nonstop by man babies. And I think to me, it, it not only marginalizes those people, you know, the, those three examples and, and, and many others. Uh, who have truly been just unloaded upon. Because I'm sorry, and, and if either of you think I'm off base with this, fine. To me, Notch has gotten far more in the love column than the, the hate they got for the e end user license agreement fiasco, which wasn't really a fiasco. It was just people, again, overreacting being dumb fucks. And so I think it's a little fraudulent to try and use Notch as a martyr when the man has been doing this for a long time as far as Minecraft, a number of years, and it's just now maybe the you know, maybe the EULA thing was the final straw, but he's kind of been like this from day one. And so I kind of find it a, a, a quite a bit fraudulent, and to me, I think it marginalizes creators who are actually being abused who didn't ask for any of this online abuse or just getting it heaped upon them because they're bringing up subjects that people don't want, you know, change to come about because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glace, do you think, do you think, do you really see Notch as a martyr? Was he shoved out of the industry because of idiots on the internet? 
No, he just left because he wanted to leave. That's not a martyr. John. It's his own terms. Is he a No, no. Yeah, he totally left on his own terms, and, you know, he's he's in a business. You, you, you made the point already. He's in a business, and he's a businessman, and he's, you know, he's earned his cash. That doesn't make him a murder. So does that make it a little unfair, them trying to shove him out there like that? Yep. When he's not doing it? 100%. And I think that ties back, though, to his symbol thing, which I think is pissing him off. That's... The other thing, isn't he a little too late? <laughs> isn't he like four years too late to not be a symbol? Not be something that's going down in the gaming pantheon for all time, basically? I, I, I think, well, I mean, I don't know if I call him a symbol, but he's definitely got his place and 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 the company and the game itself just how games are sold today and that kind of stuff i guess there's there's stuff to be said like it's it's a it's a you know an example of 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 how the industry has changed but you know to call him a murder is a bit too is a bit much to me well nobody's the symbol for for indie gaming or just gaming in general without a major publisher i think he's an anomaly ah Huh, that's an interesting term, and I'll get into that in a sec. Glace, is he is he is, is he already with Carmack and the rest of those? Is he a symbol? Is he a this is how you do it without major publisher backing? Uh, I don't want to say John's answer because it's sort of a cop out. <laughs> oh, but uh, <laughs> shots fired. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's right, it is an anomaly, but it's more complicated than that. It, uh, I don't know if I'd call John's answer a cop-out, mostly because you already... I copped out myself, hey. Right. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, it is complicated, but I, I think I can simplify it for you. Notch is always going to be remembered, and Mojang and Minecraft will always be remembered, because it was the first indie game to rise out of obscurity... And then reach the same levels as a Call of Duty or Halo. And show that even with a band of anti-social misfits, you could do this without publisher backing. If you had something people wanted to play. And it's a great example, both of how to do it and how not to handle it. Um, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, as long as it's a teachable example, you know, as long as it's used in a teaching context. And so I think maybe symbol's not the right word, but I already think he's an important part, and his company too, of gaming history. Simply because it's the first indie game, because even Braid didn't do that well, or anything no. else before it. So I think it's as simple as this is how you can, in fact, go from obscurity to mega stardom. And do it without without a major publisher for a long time. You know. So I mean, he yeah, fair enough. I mean, he proved that it can't be done. Isn't that true, Glace? Isn't that if if you were discussing this with a friend? That's how I looked at it. Let me back up. My apologies. Uh, 
if I was discussing this with somebody that didn't know much about video games and wanted an example of some dude working out of his basement making it big, Minecraft would be my first example. It'd be the first thing in my yep. head. Yep. For sure, 100%. I mean, like, if I, I imagine if like, I had to explain to my mom, like, one game. That's like, even, actually, even she's heard of Minecraft. I mean, she doesn't play anything at all. Oh, yeah. I'm not, she my, knows what it is. My mom does. My sister's, uh, my sister's kids tell her about it all the time to the point where she finally, uh, probably a year or two in us playing it together, Glace, she, you know, she sat me down at a family dinner or, or holiday and asked me what the hell it was. You know, so I, I showed it to her. Uh, I think on my laptop or something, you know, this is what it is. And, and, and I mean, it, it itself is a, is a decent teaching tool. But quite honestly, when you boil it all down, whatever Microsoft does with it, I, I think as gamers or, or as future developers or as people who care about the industry, I think Mojang should become a textbook example of what you can achieve and as a, a, a warning on maybe how not to handle things or how you could handle things better to deal with the uh, aftermath of success. You know, the problem there being is not everybody is wired to be that way. And that's why I did not go as hard on Nosh as maybe I could have being me. Because I understand that struggle that he's talking about. I have folders and folders on my capture drive of stuff I've written over the years that for a variety of reasons, I never let see the light of day. My own insecurities, the potential, you know, arguments and debate because it was a controversial issue. And I keep it all as a reminder of you did not, you know, you didn't go all the way with this. You pushed out at the end. And I'm not saying that for anybody else, and I'm not saying Notch pushed out. Notch did damn well, given the rocket ride of Minecraft. But I also have some, some, some personal feelings and tie-ins to what he's thinking. And there are some people who just want to make something see what it does, and then move on to the next thing. And I think that's also something that, that is a part of his personality. Do you, get, do you always get that sense too, Glaze? I made this, okay, it's good, I'm out. You know, because that's kind of why he left Worm Online. Rolf wanted to just keep slowly developing well, it yeah, over, he, over time. He's definitely, I definitely sympathize with him in terms of he really enjoys the planning stage, the build-up stage. I mean, because one of his favorite stories I always tell in his interviews is like how we accidentally made the creeper for the first time and how he's trying to put together the pig model and it got all messed up and it, tur- and it looked like the creeper and he just skinned it with the camo skin and that's how we have creepers today. Um, just stuff like that, like the, the, the discovery phase of building your product, whether it's a game, whether it's a movie, whatever. For me, that's the most fun stage too. I mean, the planning stage, when everything starts coming together, what the project's going to look like in the future, that's a lot of fun. And then once it's done, I feel like he thought it was done uh, right after Redstone was fully developed. I mean, it seemed pretty done to him, I think, at that point. And then from there, it just started getting more and more, the community wants this, so we want volcanoes now, we want ender dragons, blah, 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 blah. And I think that just got 
he was doing, he wasn't building what he wanted to build. He was building what everyone else was suggesting that he build. And some of the suggestions were good. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, it's not as fun when other people are telling you what to do rather than you discovering it on your own, what works and what doesn't work. That's, well, I also share that trait because uh, once I start on a project and build a project, I don't ever look at it again. Unless it breaks, unless it doesn't serve its useful purpose. In fact, in fact, Agent K was, oh, dude, you did this video. And I'm like, I did. He found the WonderPod online YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was cr- eh. I just f- threw that together. I was just fucking around. You know, because I just, I don't, I don't ever want to look back. I'm one of those freaks. Um, and I've only heard like one, one or two celebrities talk about this, but it kind of made me feel less freakish by comparison. I have no awards or trophies, anything I've ever won, anywhere near me. They're all in boxes. I firmly believe that <laughs> I don't want to look at that stuff. I don't want to go, hey, look at all the crap I've accomplished. I can be lazy now. I just want to keep going. I want to do something new every day. And and, and so I keep all of that stuff in a box in my parents' storage shed. <laughs> and I don't ever, you know, if, and maybe if I maybe if I'd gotten married and had kids, I I would have then brought them out for my kids to see or whatever. But but it, it, they're just symbols of where I've been, not where I'm going. You know, and I, I it, funnily enough, I probably in my own personal life get myself in as much trouble as Notch does, because when people try and compliment me on something, I just kind of shrug my shoulders. <laughs> it happened to me the other day with something I built, some accessory I built for our tractor. That's great. Added, added a ton of functionality to the stuff we do, but to me, it's like, eh, that's old news. I'm working on this over here now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and so, so I, I, I get, and I did that with sports too when I was growing up. You know, played soccer for a while, worked football, and uh, you know, kind of got as far as I thought I wanted to go, and running around on a grass field, and said, uh, yeah, I want to try little league now. <laughs> played that. Got into ski racing. You know, I mean, that's why when I talk about various stories of my life or bring up little anecdotes and dumbass shit on the podcast, people go, dude, when did you have all the time to do this? Uh, You know, i.e., are you lying? No, I was always doing like four things at once and driving my parents absolutely nuts about it. How much money my parents would give me or how much I could earn mowing lawns and things of that nature was all that dictated how many different things I was going to be in at any one time. (laughs) It truly was. I was very, very schizophrenic in my focus of what I wanted to be doing. Uh, how about you, John? Do you share glacianized qualities, or are you more pragmatic, more the anchor that keeps his ship from sailing off too much? Do you mean the, the, why, the whole accomplishments thing? Yeah, yeah. How do you handle all this stuff Glace and I are, are, are talking about, working on projects and... and Things of that nature, or accomplishments, if you want. I wish I was a little more, a little less scatterbrained, but and taking on too much stuff at the one time, or to the point where I end up sometimes, you know, postponing for too long. <laughs> but I mean, I always feel great after I get something done and accomplished, and I feel very proud of myself. But yeah, I mean, it's like stuff going on at work now. I wish I had a little more uh, organizational organization to what I've trying to run front of accomplish, but. You know, once it's done, at least I get it done most times. I mean, that's, you know, I, I will cop to this as far as adding Wonder Plays, adding you guys into the mix is 
I like doing those videos, and it's one more thing to keep me busy on my personal side of stuff. And so that's the thing. I mean, that's the biggest thing I'm taking lately. And let's just roll this into life or, or kind of life on the Internet in general is is I don't want to become a teacher <laughs> of the Internet, but. And God knows I'm probably the last person that should be, or Luigi knows, whatever your, uh, whatever your uh, particular brand of religion or non-religion. But I am still, and it's only getting worse with every passing week, it seems like. I am just going, I just want to create stuff. <laughs> and, 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 and if it works, great. If it doesn't, great. You know, and I think that's the thing. I think now we see too many people, too many young folks getting um, hung up on the concept of, you know, what Rooster Teeth has done or what PewDiePie has done or what Phil Fish and Mojang have done, you know, games creators. Um, And I don't think we're teaching them correctly, you know. Because because the concept of of creation of it in and of itself is 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 fun and rewarding is important as much as maybe over time in this in the on this show I've kind of poked fun at creators who go too overboard i.e. name redacted number two but but I think unless I'm nuts unless you guys think I'm well I'll still keep thinking it but maybe you guys think I'm nuts but I I, I think we need to devote more time in in getting younger people to understand that that the joy of creation is 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 just as important as any accolades you receive. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Glaze. Why do you have to ask me that? No, question? no, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was, I was. Oh no, absolutely not. No, no, I was looking at something else, and I took too deep a breath. Sorry. Um, are are you are you do you kind of feel that way that that's a message you want to spread now that you're about to enter the adult world? Or have you always been that way? No, I mean, uh, what's the meaning to life? Uh, I don't know. Forty-two. Maybe Forty-two. Yes. Forty-two. How many? How many roads must a man walk down? Forty-two. 42. But uh, <laughs> um, I think the meaning to life is to make something that makes other people happy. And I don't know. Creation is a big part of that. So. The. <sighs> That's you know see that's why I was I was trying to just engage or encourage you. I, that's where I always fall on my face, and that's the that's what basically Agent K and Quiglin have been giving me shit about all week. Agent K said I had a sportscaster voice. I think he's lost his goddamn mind, uh, personally. But then again, I listened to my voice way too much throughout the week. <laughs> Maybe I finally just lost it, but. You said to make somebody else or make make other people happy. That's where I always fall on my face because I don't care. <laughs> I truly just want to create shit. And if it finds an audience, great. And if it doesn't... And that just brings it right back to the whole indie game concept of you, uh, you reasonably do have to do some PR. I guess, if, if you're a creator and you want it to find people to love it. You know... And that's just where I fail as a human being horribly because <laughs> that's taking too much time away from whatever stupid thing I'm going to attempt next. <laughs> you know, and it just but that's, goes. That's, but that's why artists hire gallery owners and why 
actors have agents and I don't want to have to do that stuff either. <laughs> well, yeah, but you want it but you want it done, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't even give a fuck about it being done. <laughs> that's that's that and, and I admit that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem when you're making a product to get it out there to more voices like this podcast or our videos. I just I I just can't deal with the concept. And it's definitely my own insecurities in the fact that who in the hell would want to watch anything I'm a part of? <laughs> what? It's strange to me when people, people, you know, the, the handful of times, close friends or friends of friends will go, oh, dude, yeah, uh, you know, neighbor Fred, my famous neighbor Fred, my buddy. Hey, tell me about your podcast. I've been listening to it. I'm like, really? I, if I had a dime for every time I've been so fucking stupid as to say that, mm. because it just floors me that people would l listen to this. Yeah. I, I wonder, um one has got a friend uh, who was in town with his son, and that's uh, so who I was telling. His son is... Uh, who I was talking about, um, he's, I, believe, I think he's 18, I think, or 17. Anyway, he's interested in, in getting into podcasting. And, yeah, he's he went ahead and listened to all our stuff. I mean, not all, every little episode, but... <laughs> oh, that was going to say. say. He, oh, God, that poor... He, download, he downloaded a pile of stuff, and he's watched all the... He's watched the YouTube videos, and he, he, he thinks it's pretty cool. I was like, well, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I yeah, It's just... I would be the worst famous person in the world because I like like literally if I if I ever got famous and somebody walked up and said, hey, I want your autograph. I go, why? I mean, that's just it. And it's I'm not trying to be I wouldn't try to be rude. I want, wouldn't try to be snobbish. It, the, the concept just does not. It just goes over my head every time of seriously. <laughs> See that homeless guy over there? Kid he is. <laughs> I could be gone tomorrow, you know, I mean, because it just doesn't, and that's where I do identify with people like Notch, or, 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 or I may go easier on them, and, and over time, I have, I don't think, and I did spend some time thinking about this this week, that I've been that hard on him, you know, or as hard as maybe I could have gone, given my uh, perceived antics on the show, uh, you know, just because I, I saw too many similarities. <laughs> Uh, between you know between how i react that's all well i i mean i i still refuse to say exactly who he works for but agent k did that with one of my videos gave it to his gave it to his game dev buddies at their office <laughs> i'm like what you did what oh great all these game developers looking at me sucking in seven days to die i'm going to kill you <laughs> but then you but then the narcissist in you sees that you got like triple the views you would have got otherwise and you're like oh yes you know it's it it is a very human battle mm -hmm. you know because i mean i i'm sure part of you john when he said he'd listened to all of our stuff and watched all of our god i hope he didn't listen to the first 20 episodes i wouldn't i wouldn't sentence prisoners to that it's cruel and unusual punishment um and pretty much everybody who was on this on the show <laughs> agrees. Uh, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, um, and I hope to get to that point before we quit. <laughs> Where it, it just goes full circle, and we act like, we, or it appears we have no idea what we're doing if we ever did. Um, but yeah, but a, but a small part of you had to be like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, totally. And that's I mean... the that's the internal battle. I, and and how do you balance that? I do 
I do it horribly. I just go with, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Glazed? Like, I, what the hell was that conversation we were having a couple weeks ago where I just kept going, sooner or later something's going to get under your skin? Trust me, I just was so incredulous of what you were telling me. I, I'm assuming that with your Zen Buddha like oh, criticism, stance, the criticism stuff. Yeah, the criticism stuff, but but how does it work the other way when somebody compliments you? Oh, that's my high. That's that's the high that I chase. Oh, really? So so criticism doesn't get to you, per your own words. Um, still incredulous. Three weeks later, but mm-hmm. but but compliments. You strive for with with each endeavor the the positive feedback yes yeah i'm a f- one fucked up individual but i think we already knew that because i i don't know how to handle compliments either i i, I like shy away from this like uh, thanks <laughs> it's incredibly flattering someone went out of their way to move their mouth to make words that praise you <laughs> yeah but see it's like oh wow okay I'm you're gonna waste you're gonna waste your valuable time to say how much you enjoy something I did? Awesome. So. I'm such an idiot and it always catches me off guard that I usually am not flattered until like thirty seconds after they've walked off. <laughs> or, or 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 you know, or I read the comment. The internet is nice for that because I could take the time to process it. You know, but I think for me, part of the reason is is when I'm working, when I'm doing a job or a project or at the ranch or whatever, I don't want to hear about it when it's going well. It should be going well if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, (laughs) which again, for anybody, you know, if if John's friend's son is listening, that's the wrong way to go about things. (laughs) I truthfully work in it with with the worldview of I only want to hear about it when it's getting fucked up, then I can go back and make it right. Because I want to get things right. I want to do things, you know. I, I I want it right every time. I don't I don't mind mistakes, but that's what I want to hear about it. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that. And do it daily. Just like any other human. Um, you know. But but I, that's when I need that's when I want to hear about it. Uh, compliments are fine and I like them, but but it's just you know I, that's why you guys hear me say, "Oh, anybody could do that." <laughs> you know, when somebody says, "Oh, you well, you edit the show and do all this," stuff. yeah, anybody could, <laughs> because it's like, it's just it, it, that's what I expect to be able to do. You know, when I when we're done with the show tonight, here in about ten minutes or five minutes, and I log off and I go get my dinner, I'll sit down here and I'll start editing the show, and I have this ex- expectation in my mind of when that should be done and posted. <laughs> And every minute it goes after that, it drives me bonkers. <laughs> and it, the thing is, is who cares? By the time I usually have this show up, a good portion of our listening audience is probably in bed <laughs> and won't be getting it until the next morning. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Truthfully, getting it done Thursday nights is Roger and Pat. 100%. <laughs> That's the only reason. Pat likes to listen to it on the shitter the next morning, and Roger listens to it at work. So I make damn sure they have it Friday mornings. That's and that's not blowing smoke up either of their asses. That is the literal one hundred percent honest truth. Why I make sure it's even if I'm tired, just exhausted, I will make sure it's done Thursday night and and ready and available Friday morning. 
mm-hmm. and feel horrid if it's not. Two people. Could you imagine if we actually had an audience? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently we do. We all these secret listeners. You know, yeah. Sort of worrying. Well, you you know what you know what our most downloaded product is right now, and that's it blows my mind. Still, I'm gonna I'm gonna check. This will be the last thing we do, because uh, I'm sure the self circle jerks really gonna please our listeners. Uh, the the last time I checked, our most downloaded thing we've ever done was John and I spoiler cast for Bioshock Infinite. Still up there? It was number one with a bullet last time. A bullet. Hmm. How many views or? Oh yeah, it five or six hundred. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, hold on, let me see. Um, not date added download count, you idiot. Yep, yep. Bioshock spoiler cast is still number one over time with five hundred and five downloads, which for true true uh, popular podcast is like five minutes after they release. <laughs> but again, no marketing, no marketing, no PR. That's us. Well, the other thing I do is like the next one down is Wonder Pot episode one hundred and eleven, uh, it with with four hundred seventy two, and I have no concept of what the fuck we did. I've even gone back and looked at the posting page to see what the list of topics was, <laughs> and I have no idea why <laughs> why that one. In fact, none of these uh, outside of episode one hundred and not two hundred hasn't made it up there yet, but one hundred's got a couple three hundred, and uh, that I kind of understand. Um, some of them I get, but yeah, the, 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 but the spoiler cast, that doesn't make sense to me because literally what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, I hear other podcasts talk about that and some of them have gone away from doing them because it pisses off their fans so much, (laughs) you know, so it's not like those are usually a hot topic item. It's just so unusual that we all get to a game to completion that fast. We've all pretty slow with (laughs) our playing recently. We did do that. We did get that one knocked out pretty quickly after it released, didn't it? Didn't we? Which one? Bioshock Infinite. Uh, I guess so, in the grand scheme of things. I bought it launch day, which is rare for me anymore. Yeah, And that's not monetary, that's just laziness. (laughs) That's I got 600 other games to play. (laughs) Screw you. Yeah, I bought I bought it on launch day as well, um, but I, I I I'm not sure if I if, if I finished it that quickly. Um, hold on, just to make the podcast slightly longer, we'll we'll I'll double check. But yeah, I I finished it. I finished it reasonably fast. I want to say. Yeah, I finished it after you did. Yeah, you did, but it wasn't. You were only like a week behind me because we knew Maybe we wanted to do it. Yeah, well, I think you might have sped up a little bit just because we knew we wanted to do a spoiler cast. Yeah, maybe. Which, again, is something I don't like asking you guys to do because, uh, again, you know, kind of what we're trying to do with the Wonder Plays series is that that's that, that's fun. You know, we talked about some heavy stuff tonight. Glacier's least favorite thing to do. Um, so I don't like asking you guys to do things sometimes because it's like, to me, it's not fair. It's like I don't want anybody asking me to speed up my gameplay. <laughs> you know, I just look at it, I literally look at it as if I was being asked to do that. 
and, and if I think it's going to piss me off, there's no way in hell I'm asking you guys. Because it's not fair. If, I, if it's not something I'm willing to do, what right do I have to ask you guys to do it? That's my basis for a good portion of the shit that I either ask you or don't ask you to do. It was released. Do I have to go into the goddamn thingamajig to be able to see when this came out? Um, I don't look at these enough to tell you when it say um, nope 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 but uh, Bioshock Infinite was released I can't tell you that much was released on um, uh, switching between too many things it was released on my birthday in oh. 2013 March 26th and yeah, we weren't too far behind, John. This item went public March, April. We were further behind than we thought. Let's see. When the hell is the seventh month? Is that August? That's July. That's July. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we did. I, I, went, I put this item out on the 3rd of July, 2013. So March, April, May, June. Yeah, we were up further behind than we thought. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. So we were a few. So we really probably. I probably didn't have to hurry you, John, because we both bought it right at launch. Yeah. Still, for us, as Glacinator pointed out very well, <laughs> that is actually rather quick turnaround. But that's again, that's the volunteerism of it. You know, it ties all the last thing ties all right back in with what I was talking about with Notch and easy to go do nothing when you have lots of money. You know, mm. I'm not going to ask you guys to do. A hell of a lot, because you do this all for free. You give your time freely. That's an awesome thing. So, you know, pushing and prodding is not something I'm going to attempt to do. I, I don't think it's right. Never have. And again, I would respond negatively if it was done too much to me. There's a lot of lot I will give my time of freely, you know, but... <laughs> It has its limits, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't. I try not to do it to other people, you know. I, I mean, I was really happy, John, when you said that. You know, hey, I got an hour. Good, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with Wonder Plays, totally, yeah. totally down with that. What were you? Were you gonna say something? Oh no, no. Okay. All right, that's enough. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we have a ton of ways you could do that. You want to ask us general questions about podcasting? That actually threw me for a loop. It's like, what are you using these days? I don't know. Tin can and a string? That's that's the other thing. i got to suppress the five-year-old from giving smart-ass answers. <laughs> Hand-crank phone run by a Model A battery. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, we have a ton of ways you could do that. Uh, first is Facebook. Everybody's got a Facebook because we're all antisocial. Send us a friend request. We'll prove you unless you're an obvious bot. We have a website. It's called wonderpodonline.com. Wonderpodonline.com. Right now, it's basically the podcast and dueling Patman Bruce McGee videos with the Wonderpod crew as well. <laughs> it's basically what the website is. But when I post the podcast there, there is an embedded player. So if you don't want to download MP3s anymore, just open a browser tab and listen to it on there. Uh, we are on iTunes. Just go search the iTunes store if you'd like to give us a rating, whether we suck or whether you think we're great. Please do so. We'd like to know if you're out there. Uh, if you don't like iTunes, which we know some people don't, 
There's archive.org, which has our entire catalog, apparently. <laughs> um, and let's see. We have YouTube channels. My YouTube channel, the Wonderpot Online YouTube channel for older videos, uh, Pat Man's YouTube channel, which has some Mario Kart videos on it, and s- some Destiny videos. He's having a good time in Destiny, and so you should uh, go watch those. Uh, Chris Lloyd's YouTube channel, uh, his girlfriend Olivia made this his YouTube channel, which, by the way was, I think, the video that they made together when they were in Amsterdam was actually promoted by something tourist-related from the country. (laughs) Really? Yeah. uh, If you guys go look look at your Facebook news feed, I thought it was a really cool thing. It's why I'm bringing it up at the end of the show with the podcast. Uh, It was, was, I think it was Amsterdam's Facebook or something like that. But just go look at Chris or Olivia's uh, Facebook news feed. I, I liked it and thought it was really cool that, th- that they'd got some love from, from the city that they were in. That's awesome. Great way to go about things. Uh, and her YouTube channel is awesome, as is Chris's Fanish channel. Uh, we got a Twitter account. It's at Wonderpot Online, all one word, at Wonderpot Online. And if none of that works for you, we do have an email address. It's Wonderpot at WonderpotOnline.com. Wonderpot at WonderpotOnline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter. Although I've kind of been <laughs> dive, diving deep like a submarine lately with the crap going on. It's O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John. I am at John Kehoe. J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E minus the coughs. I just about did the damn same thing because I was running out of breath and my mouth's drying out. <laughs> Way more information than they wanted. Until episode 226. When, with the way things are going, we're probably going to be doing the same shit we did this week, just bullshitting. See you, people. Cheers. Goodbye.